Hi, it's Bob from Royal Spa. Soaking in a hot tub full of Epsom salts is the absolute best way to minimize everyday aches and pains. And we know all about Epsom salts at Royal Spa. Royal Spa hot tubs are the only hot tubs on the market that can safely and effectively use Epsom salts. Made right here in Indiana, Royal Spa hot tubs are the highest quality hot tubs on the market. Visit any one of our three Indianapolis locations or visit royalspa.com. Ah, Royal Spa. You know, watching that game yesterday, I had to think about our next guest and his thoughts. Uh, Nine sacks given up by the Colts at this point of the season. That is now 35 sacks allowed. Um, Eight games to go and already the most sacks allowed in the Frank Reich era. Uh, the Colts' offensive line right now, some major, major issues. Jeff Saturday is with us right now. Jeff, just overall, uh, when you saw the pass protection breakdowns, um, certainly you know Sam Ellinger probably at fault for some of them, but just in general, sure. the play of the O-line, uh, what what were your thoughts yesterday? Yeah, it's it, not good enough, right? I mean, like you, you know, you, you have these expectations of this line. <clears throat> they had shown some improvement, you know, and and uh, but man, just a, just a kind of a kind of a brutal game. Uh, for lack of a better term. I mean, it just started off, you know, the very first one, and the Patriots kind of kept getting home, doing the same stuff, running a bunch of games and stunts, and um, just just getting in. It's, it's very typical. I mean, they, they weren't rushing, you know, blitzing a lot of guys. A lot of it was, was the front four, front three, pushing the pocket. And when you have a young quarterback like that, if you make him hesitate, you know, that was that's always been the Patriots kind of M.O., right, is that you – you make him move off his spot, even if you're not sacking him. If you make him move, he's going to make mistakes. And um, and then they, they just so happened, not only did they move him off the spot, they hit him a whole bunch and got him. And so they got to be disappointed, man. It's it's not good enough. And the expectations of what um, you know what this offensive line is supposed to be uh, just hasn't materialized. What do you pin that on, Jeff? In, in terms of the line itself, is there? Is there one piece that is not? Is there one piston not firing, and that's shutting down the whole engine? Or, yeah, what do you? I, I don't know. I mean, you would know better than I. When you look at the line, you look at it and say the problem is right where. Yeah, well, I mean, you have so you have two two issues at hand, right? You have you have the left tackle spot where you're you're kind of trying to find a guy. And um, you know they've gone through prior. They've you know they, they've they've used Kelly and and. Uh, um, Raymond, you know, so like they, they've they've kind of gone through the and you, so you're going to take growing pains. You know, if you're going to play a young a young player, it's it's gonna it's gonna be an area that you're going to be concerned with. Um, and in the right guard spot where they move prior over, they end up benching him. And I think Fries or some uh, one of those guys came in. Um, it, but when you have two on the on the opposite sides of the line, it, there's just no good way of of protecting. You know, and so. If, if they're catching your edge or they're getting pressure on the right side, um, you know, there's a term, you know, we, we, and when I was playing, we called it turnstile. I've heard people say it's the donkey or whatever. It's, it's everybody tries to line up on that, on that guy and, you know, go put their best pass rush moves on that guy. The problem when you got two of them right now is, is where do you send protection? Where do you send help? And, and right now, um, you know, they, they those guys are getting getting brought up. I'm surprised that they don't do a little more, um, you know, max protection. Uh, but uh, but in all honesty, some of those it it was you know heavy protection, and they still they still gave up protection uh, problems. So, man, I you know I wish um, I, yeah, I had better answers. But but your players got to play. You know, they got to they got to play better, and that's. Uh, 
you know that that that's on that's on everybody and and it's a frustrating spot to be in when you thought you kind of had the line uh put together for for a heck of a run Colts great Jeff Saturday with us he's recapping every Colts game this season um Jeff I want to stay on this for just a second um when you bring up you know passing games and handling stunts you mind like taking us kind of inside of the mind of an offensive lineman and how that operation goes I mean I'm watching Braden Smith and Matt Pryor and basically Matthew Judon is lined up opposite Braden Smith the right tackle at the start of the snap and he just has a slight delay next thing you know he's going inside and Matt Pryor thinks that he's you know blocking the guy that all of a sudden is in front of Braden Smith and next thing you know Matthew Judon, the leading sacker in the NFL, is right in front of Sam Ellinger. How does that communication work Monday through Saturday, pre-snap, and yeah. then in the game? No, no, that's a great question. And so as you as you go through, um, you know, I, I could and I can tell you this because not only do I break them down all the time, but I played against them forever. You know, th- that is the that is the Patriots. Um, that's their style of rush, right? Since Belichick has been there, it's all what we call rubs, bumps. Um, you know, hip checks. So what they're trying to do is it's a, it's a TE stunt. So the tackle, um, the guy who's sitting over prior is going to go towards, uh, he's going to go towards Braden Smith. And then Judon is going to step towards Braden, hesitate. And then as that tackle hip checks uh, Braden, he's either going to try to ricochet or he's going to try to grab or pull prior and ricochet at the same time to take two for one as Judon comes in and, and, you know, like you said, comes free into the face of the quarterback. But from a, from an offensive perspective, you have to jump set that guy, the, the, the three technique that's on the guard, extremely physical. The tackle has to sit down with his hand, be expecting a stunt because it's, those are secondary moves, right? Is you have to be able to see it with your eyes. And then as Braden comes down, uh, Pryor has to slide off quickly or spin off if he's getting grabbed and stay in front of Judon. And, it, you know, it's not always going to be perfect. It looks ugly. Uh, there, there's nothing pretty about it. But it, you, got, you have to be, uh, you got to be extremely stout in there. And once you get them stopped, it's, it becomes an easier rush, in all honesty, than just getting going one-on-one uh, because they, they have to stop and restart themselves. And so – uh, but it's something you have to practice efficiently. You have to be able to pass those. We call it snap off, where the hands of the guard have to like push, like you're throwing a basketball, really quickly, really powerfully to push that guy in front of the tackle, and then be waiting on that. But um, there's no way it was a surprise. Like I, you know, the O line coach Strausser, I, I know for a fact, he, he he goes over those things. There's no way that those players were surprised by the Patriots doing it. They've been doing it dang near 25 years. So. Um, they just didn't execute, and that's that's got that's got to be the frustration uh, coming out of today. Jeff, one of the things I appreciate about when you come on here is, if I'm totally off base on something, you'll say, "Look, man, you're, you're totally off base on that, right?" So, I, I'm going to present to you one, and I want you to tell me if I'm totally mm-hmm. off base. I I have a lot of respect, obviously. I think as anybody does for Frank Reich as a guy, and as you know, as somebody over the course of his career as a player and as a coach. But he looks to me and sounds to me like a guy that is has exhausted all ends and has just kind of thrown his hands up. I mean, every week it's look, we you know I I didn't I didn't coach well enough. I didn't get him prepared enough. And I get the fact he's going to fall on the sword for his guys. But in any way, shape, or form, does he appear to you to be a coach who I'm not going to say is mailing it in, but who knows that he's at the end of the leash? 
Yeah, I, yeah, he's definitely not a mail it in guy. So yeah, yeah. As as far as you know, where he sits and and the frustrating part, I'm assuming for for Frank is that in the biggest moments, his his best players have not made the plays, and that's you know, as a coach, you try to get your guys in the right spot to do the right thing, and so as we all heap on, you know, where, what, what's going on with Frank, you know, we, we have to be um, thoughtful of the other, of the other guys as well, because I, I, mean, I can tell you, I mean, even in the, even in the commander's game, you know, um, you know, we have a, we have a, a, a great play that, that 78 snaps it early. You got one play where 56 whiffs and, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a tackle for a loss. Um, so there were things that happened and, and the problem from a, like you're saying from a coaching perspective is there ain't a whole lot of answers for that, right? Like, uh, you know, we, we used to say it all the time, like you got to play above the X's and O's, you, you know, it, 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 you know, when you're on a board, it all looks great. But when the, the guy up front is, is getting beat. Um, and, and again, now those two guys played, they actually played really well yesterday. Um, so, you know, but, but I'm just saying in general from a guy who continues to bring ideas to the table, um, that's got to be tough, you know, and I haven't been in this position, but I can't imagine that being a, um, you know, an, an easy thing to keep going over, but you know, they got to figure it out. They got to find a way and, you know, you, you, you got to get the most out of your guys. And so I, I'm, I'm sure the frustration is at an all time high and, and uh, disappointment, you know, aligns with that. So I, you know, I, I can't imagine where they're feeling today. Again, Jeff Saturday is with us. He joins us the day after every Colts game here on the Payless Slickers Hotline. Jeff, I want to go back to the news item that kind of dominated last week, the firing of offense coordinator Marcus Brady. Um, correct me if I'm wrong, but in your tenure, did you have many, if any, offensive coordinators that maybe weren't calling the plays on game no. day? So all of your offense coordinators called plays? When I, the only time I ever had that was when I was in Green Bay. When I was in Indy, all of our, um, all of our coordinate, you know, it was it was Tom Moore right. who who was making the calls and and designed the game plan. Obviously, he and Peyton um, or whoever the quarterback was for the for the year he got banged up. But um, no, it was always him. When I went to Green Bay, McCarthy called the plays on the game, but um, they had uh, Tom was the was the um, was the coordinator, so he would just he would address meetings. He would go overall. You know, with the head coach, he can't be in all those meetings. He, he, you know, he's he's doing a number of different things, and so as the in, for install or for corrections, that 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 guy, that's what he's doing. He's going over, you know, whatever the corrections are that need to be made. What did we do well on this play? Was it a successful play? Minus who, you know, who has to improve? So he's doing those things. Um, you know, going over it. And so that, that was, that, that is his role. And so I'm assuming that was, you know, I, I had been to, you know, I don't know how many practices with the Colts, but um, you know, during practice, it's, it's Brady who's kind of doing, or it was, you know, Marcus and, and, and uh, Frank kind of together. And then on Sunday, I'm assuming they were in that same communication, but Frank's the guy ultimately calling it. So it's a, uh, I was shocked. I and mean, I said that last week, I was shocked that they, they let him go. Um, don't know the reason, you know, ha- haven't, haven't asked Frank, like what was the thought process on it? Um, but yeah, that was a, that was a shocking move for me as well. Just from, just from the way the whole season has, has went through. Uh, and they may have addressed it in the Indian, I mean, the Indian media, I, I just, you know, with, 
with we just I hadn't I hadn't seen it or followed up on it. Jeff, how mental is offensive line play? In other words, you know, there are certain, Huge. you know what I mean. Like when when Huge, when, when you get beat on a play, how hard is it? And are are we witnessing that with a Quentin Nelson? Yeah, is it in his head? Yeah, yeah. So I'll tell you, man. This and this is we talk about this all the time because of who I get to work with. You know, whether it be Ryan Clark or um, you know other DBs, the other defensive players that we all talk. So offensive line and and defensive back are really the only two positions um, where you where you have to be at your best moving backwards, right? So like everything has to time up. You know, you when you know we we look. I love running the football, but the truth is is that you you know you have to throw it in today's game. And so when you're when you're going backwards and having to stop another man who's as large as you but faster than you getting to that guy that they think is as precious as, as diamonds or gold, you know, you're, the, the pressure is on. And so the, uh, it, it, you have to have a very short memory, no different than a, than a corner. You know, like we, we say it all the time, we can block 70 of 72 plays perfectly. You give up two sacks, bro, and you're a bum, right? Like you need to be fired and, and it's, you know, all, all is lost. And so, uh, yeah, it, it is a definite mental position. You have to be, you have to be reminded uh, of all the of all the things and the and the techniques that you have to use repeatedly because what happens is everything begins to speed up the 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 the, the pace of the game changes and all of a sudden your timing is off your punch and your feet are different so you might be leaning or you might be hedging it so they can see it so now they swipe or they stab your your chest with their long arm like all those things are happening and so when you come to the sideline that's that's where the staff gets down and goes, hey, man, you know, here's what you're seeing. You know, your, your feet are out of rhythm or your hands are out of rhythm, and here's what we have to have. But when you can't get yourself out of there, I have seen some of the best in the world just get minimized. And, and it is 100%, Jake, like thought process. Like I got to reset myself. I got to let this last one go. And when everything around you begins to fall it, it's it's even more the pressure you you start trying to do more right like you try to push the guy a little further and spin a little quicker and do and then you're taking yourself out of the game and I have seen that as well man like there's some plays where Q Nelson has a great set snap you know pushes a guy off and then turns and tries to help somebody else and then spins back you know and he's doing all those things but because you feel like the you know there, there's so many cracks in the dam where you know how do I stop it type deal. right and so that's that that's what has happened and, and you're exactly right it is a hundred percent um you know mental fortitude is, is, is if it's not the key aspect it's one of them 35 sacks through nine games it's an astonishing number when you think back to the first four years of the Frank Reich era jeff as always we love your insight unfortunately or i don't know maybe fortunately if you want to go glass half full the biggest issue for the colts this season is your expertise so <laughs> we appreciate you uh you providing that with us every every monday i appreciate it fellas y'all have a great week